Alright, yo, what's up everybody? Welcome in to Fantasy Foes, Corey Parson, the Fantasy Executive, and Adam Ronis right here, Cloud 10 Podcast Network. Fantasy Foes, Ronis, I tell you what, my man, it seems like he, he, every week is going to be a new person to go spend half your budget on on the waiver wire. Last week we saw a heavy waiver wire uh, spending, even though I don't know if it was worth it. This week I do think it's worth it. What's going on, my man? What's up, man? Um, Well, I don't know. Uh, I guess it... Who are you referring to that it's worth it? John Jerome Ford. Okay. Now, this is always the tough part because I know we play in a lot of competitive leagues, 20-round drafts. He's He's old in those formats. But you got to remember, we are catering to a large audience here. So, yes, Ford is available in some leagues. I have not finished going through all my waivers, but he is not available in any of mine. I think it was one, and it's not even a league. I really count. There's like six bench spots. It's it's whatever. I it's hate amateur, those it's leagues, amateur hour. I hate. I, Ronis, I'm in two leagues with five bench spots. I, I, I had Puka on the bench last week. Yeah, and I can't blame you. you. Speaking of Puka, so I this is the FFWC. If you remember the draft that you live streamed, I took Puka like in nice. round 18, yeah. and that was early August. So I obviously didn't play in week one. Last week, I'm like, I gotta find a way to play this guy. But I have pretty good receivers. So it came down to him or Christian Kirk. And I knew Kirk was going to have a good game. Yeah, for real. Because we heard all Bounce week about back. how he's better against man. So I said, I was wrestling back and forth. I'm like, I got to play Puka. Then I watched Kirk in the 1 p.m. games go off. I'm like, oh, man. And then Puka had an even better game at 4. So I'm probably going to have a similar decision this week. But you can't sit Puka right now. Like, it's two weeks in a row. And he did it against the 49ers defense. So... You gotta play him. Like, but I Ford, would have. To, I'm going to have to make a tough decision. You know what I mean? Because I, my decision with Puka this week, and I'm glad you mentioned that. And, it, and it's in a it's in a home league because I got him off the waiver wire because he wasn't available. I'm either going to have to sit AJ Brown or Devon, AJ Brown, Devonte Adams, or Tyler Lockett to get Puka into my lineup. Oh my goodness! Can you imagine this? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I mean, trade it him. Like- but it's like this is a league that got two running backs, two wide receivers in a flex. Which Come I hate. Again, that's ridiculous. It is. Look, again, uh, I've had a couple people tell me that they can't get their commissioner to change it. They have that same format. Just keep pushing for it. Because uh, I happened to me in my friend's work league, and we pushed year after year, and they finally started to succumb and be like, all right, we'll do this. So if you're listening to this podcast, following our work, following Corey's YouTube, following me on the messenger.com, you have an advantage. So you need to make sure you have the bigger starting lineup. So that is a tough decision. As far as Ford, though, again, in my leagues, he wasn't available. I have Nick Chubb in our GST league. I have Jerome Ford on the same team. Thank goodness. Nice. I drafted Jerome Ford in a NFFC OC. So nice. now he That's goes into the lineup. real good right there. Yeah. And then, oh, so the flex leagues... Uh, they have IR spots, so I had like several IR spots uh, after week one, so I picked up Ty Chandler, Jerome Ford, those type of guys, and I was like, damn, I think I dropped Ford, because I had to activate a couple guys, and I go look at my bench, he's there, so I have Ford there, so he's not available in any of my leagues, but yes, if he is available in yours, um, and people might have already had their fab on their list of this. You had to spend a lot. I'm not buying this Kareem Hunt garbage. No, I'm not First buying of all, it either. Kareem Hunt, right, he, he could have been dude, there. He was there last he year. They he, let him go. Yeah, exactly. He could have been back there this year if they wanted him. Yeah. And how many teams tried him out and said, yeah. no, we don't want to sign you? Do you know why Kareem Hunt's there? He's familiar with the system. That's they it. have to bring in another running back. 
Yeah, and then I think what's driving Ford's price, the injury happened on Monday night and he played. So you was able to see him get all those targets and all of that action. In my home league where Fab is always extremely, people are always extremely cheap, I went. I said, okay, I'm going to go 400 Got outbid in my home oh, league. And I'm like, oh, surprised. wow, okay. How much did he go for? He went for like six. And I've seen some $800 bids for Jerome Ford. I I don't blame anyone for doing it. Uh, I know it's people like, oh, it's so much for one player. But you don't get these opportunities exactly. often during the season. Now, Kareem Hunt might cut into him as far as receptions, you know, and maybe he gets eight touches. But the last we've seen Kareem Hunt, to me, he didn't look good. So I think it's going to be Ford. Now, don't panic. Ford's probably not going to have a great game here in week three because they're going up against the Titans. That Titans run defense tough. is so good. Yeah. And their secondary is so bad that you have to pass on them. That's why, to me, this is a huge week for Deshaun Watson. Rose. I know he's looked terrible the first two oh weeks. My if he God. doesn't come through this week, then you got major problems. I, I'm going to put him on the bench now. As far as I mean, you can't. Well, again, it's he who's, who's your other option? Well, Jordan Love. Um, Love's got a pretty tough matchup this week against the Saints. Um, it's I look, I can't blame anyone if you do that. Here's the thing: like this is the week for Watson, right? It's Tennessee. You're at home, and they're secondary. Elijah Moore is getting open, and he's getting targets, but Watson can't hit him. It's like every throws out of bounds. Cooper did have a good game, and I can't believe Cooper played. After being on the injury report Saturday, I thought he was definitely going to sit out. And you got Njoku. So they have weapons here. So to me, I probably give – I don't have Watson this year. I might, have, I might have him in one best ball. I don't know. Um, but to me, he's – he's. I think because of the matchup, you kind of have to give him another week. So you're going to play love over him? I don't have him nowhere. Okay. I'm, oh, I'm, I'm talking about – I'm telling people – people have been asking. I'm telling them – to, to to move on. Because Ron is what I like I specifically Monday with it being two games on and I wanted to get a good look at at, at uh Bryce Young too. And I saw immediately that, that Frank Reich is gonna ruin this. You can't protect the quarterback but you send five out in every route. I'm like, oh God. You know what and I'm saying? And you know he's he's on the injury report with an ankle injury and they said they don't know if he's gonna play this week. Just like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I knew Frank Reich was gonna get the kid hurt, right? From the preseason, right? So I'm like, okay, you're going to deal with this. So I'm like, there's really no reason to watch this, right? I said, all right, I'm going to lock in on Deshaun Watson. It was horrible, son. The, 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 he doesn't trust what he sees. The out-of-bounds throw late in the game was terrible. Even the face mask, you got two personal fouls calls on you. You turning the ball over. He's used to grabbing, man, you know? Turning the ball over and. I'm, then you look at the numbers, completing less than 60% of his passes for at less than six yards a pop. So, I mean, you you throwing the ball for less than 60%, only five yards down the field, he looks like a different player. Oh, there's no question. I mean, obviously the time off hurts. And last year we said, okay, he didn't have a full training camp. He played in a lot of bad weather games. Even had bad weather, was it week one, I believe? Uh, yeah, week one he had bad weather, but there was no excuses, you know, in this game. You know, that was a game that they could have won. Pittsburgh's offense was terrible as well. Um, but, yeah, I'm looking at it like this is kind of 
the biggest look again. If he can't get again get it done against Tennessee this week, because this is a secondary everyone's feasting on, and mm-hmm. it's it was the same way last year with Tennessee. You don't run on them, you pass on them, and it's the same formula this year. So I think I'm gonna have them probably in the top 15. I don't want to, but just looking at the matchup and some of the other quarterbacks this week, I think you kind of have to do it. Like you get, you're gonna play Dak over him. Dak's gonna. Dak doesn't have to do anything. He doesn't have to do Arizona. nothing. That's the thing with Dak. Dak is, can really just distribute, do what he do best, distribute the ball. You know what I'm saying, and, and, and sit back. So yeah, I get it. You're taking a risk though, because the player doesn't look good at all. I understand the situation is there, and I understand that the fact that this could probably, you know, it should be the last go around to see what he can do. But I just don't see a, a, a somebody. I was saying he looked like Jacoby Brissett, but then I looked at the Brissett numbers and Brissett was better than what Watson is doing yeah Brissett was you know kind of more of a a game manager but you didn't pay Deshaun Watson all that money to manage the game he's got to win you games yeah he's a play he's supposed to be a playmaker yeah so um that was that that that's problematic you know what I'm saying uh, your man George Pickens finally made a play outside of practice. You know what yeah, I'm right. saying? <laughs> you think he can he can continue, or you think there's, or would you be worried? Like you know what I'm saying? If you drafted him and you thought you was going to get this, um, you know, top 24 production. Well, you better get it now. Yeah, with, with nobody Johnson yeah. on IR. Now they get a better matchup this week against Vegas, so you would think this should be a week for him. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, the Pittsburgh offense has looked abysmal to start. I mean, Kenny Pickett had a great preseason, and it is not translated to the game whatsoever. I mean, this offense looks brutal right now. So, uh, they better – that's another team. They better get it done this week. you got to match up against Vegas. Now, I believe it is on the road, though, right? I think it's – isn't it a Sunday night game, I believe? I know I know it's an old school Sunday night game. I know it's Pittsburgh and Las Vegas. I think that game might be in Pittsburgh. No, nah, I think it's, it's in Vegas. Vegas. Okay. Yeah, let me double check. Yeah, it is Vegas Sunday night. Yeah, okay. So that's the Sunday night game. Yeah. All right. So that's going to be interesting right there. Like you said, you want to get they, – they should have a shot. They should start to look better and, and get that going. Um, For guys with deeper waiver wires, right, you know, who do have the right construction of their rosters or who are playing in, in, in national tournaments and it's going to be hard to get a guy like Jerome Ford unless everybody kind of fell asleep at the wheel – um, what about a player like Mac Hollins? The problem with Hollins is that's uh, such a low volume passing offense. I mean, we can't even get Kyle Pitts to perform. You're right about so that. Drake London. <laughs> I mean, it's brutal. I mean, it's it's Bijan Robinson and Algier, and at least you saw a good game from London. I mean, with Pitts, every time we always say this, right? Until you're on the clock or until you're that situation, that really tells you. I could never hit draft on Kyle Pitts this year. I couldn't do it. It's just that it, there, nothing's changing there. So, I mean, I'd rather have, like, uh, I'd rather stash a guy like uh, Jalen Hyatt if he's available. I know he didn't play a lot of snaps, but you saw him make a big play. So I'd rather have a guy like that on my bench than Matt Collins. Yeah, I would agree with you on that. I think uh, I think when the Giants need an explosive play, that's definitely where they're going to go. So, and the, But the, he's a guy that's not available in a lot of leagues right now, too. Um, Zach Moss hit this past weekend. You think that's the way going forward, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, I think he was picked up in a lot of leagues last week. I know I picked him up in a couple, but I did not. I don't think I played him anywhere just because I had better options. But he played every snap except one. 
And, you know, we still don't know about Jonathan Taylor. Is he going to come back week five? Are they going to be able to trade him? So if you're a running back that's not coming off the field, I mean, they didn't even play Deion Jackson uh, or Funk a snap, I mean, which is crazy. So, yeah, I mean, Moss is definitely the guy at least for the next two weeks. Yeah. What did you think about um about P.S. Strong? I like him, but now that they brought in Kareem Hunt, I think it hurts because I was going to you know put small bids on him because I figured, and he even wrote him up in my waiver wire column saying he's the next man up, and they traded for him. Uh, he did have the touchdown after Ford had the long run and took a breather, but I think with them, they probably felt like, eh, he's only been here a couple weeks. He doesn't know the system yet, so let's bring in Kareem Hunt, who does. So I think... I mean, you, if you're in a 20-round league and there's not much, you could you know, spend a buck or two on him and put him on the bench just in case uh, one of the other backs in front of him gets hurt. But with Hunt there, I think the appeal uh, is less. Yeah, I would agree with you on that one right there. Yo, I, I didn't expect to be talking about Latavius Murray today. Oh, my goodness, man. What is going <laughs> on, bro? Yo, I son. mean, come on. I'm sitting up here. Like, I'm, I'm looking at the I'm like, I'm like, Ronis, I was so shocked. I'm like, who is that? You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, that's the time. Like, oh, you got it. Where did he come from? Yeah, it's not like he's getting much volume, but still, they're using him near the goal line. Uh, James Cook did have a very good game in the volume there, but it is concerning that they keep pulling him away. I saw him in there for at least one goal line play, but they didn't run it. Look, uh, I do have a bid in on Murray somewhere. I don't love it, but, like, there are a couple teams where I'm just – my my FFPC team is absolutely screwed. Oh, bro. I got some teams that are disasters. I had Chubb, already. Chubb, Chubb, and James Cook, but my bench, oh boy, it is bad. So, like a lot of leagues, I'm not putting in bids on Breida and Craig Reynolds and Tony Jones. I agree with you 100 percent on all three of those dudes. All three of those dudes are on every waiver why I have. I'm not going for Breida. Breida's really nothing, son. The Giants is not going to be able to move the ball. That's it. No, they're not. Well, yeah, especially this week yeah. against the 49ers, unless you like the revenge games because uh, Breida's going against his former team. I, I'm not Scott I, I don't. They, you yeah. know, when the Giants play the top teams in the NFC, you know what happens, right? Oh, well, we saw it against Dallas, yeah, right? and then we saw it against Philadelphia. Their last two of, the, two of their last three games have been Dallas and Philadelphia. They've gotten their ass kicked, and it'll probably be the same this weekend. Yeah, but listen to these running backs that I have on my roster. So Cook and Chubb, Zamir White, Bigsby. Oh, I have Zach Moss. I didn't even realize that. Good job. Okay. Yeah. All right, good. Thank God. Well, that might only be two weeks, though. But it's bad. So in those leagues, and, you know, the FFPC's 20 rounds, I have to bid on guys like that. It sucks. Um, but in general, I don't want those guys. And, again, Tony Jones, it looks like Kendra Miller's going to play this week. They basically said he could have played last week, but they wanted to be cautious because he's the rookie has been dealing with a hamstring injury. So you could see a lot of Kendra Miller this week. So be careful about Tony Jones. I know he had two touchdowns, but not great on yards per carry basis. So it could be Miller and Tony Jones this week. But again, there are some leagues where I have to bid on these scrub backs just to because I have you nothing. You got to You, you got to put a team out there. Right. There's people who probably had Nick Chubb, David Montgomery. You uh, know, Ronis, you know how easy it is to have a Nick Chubb Saquon Barkley team. Yes, if you were picking at end of round one, you if could have you were on the both. turn, that could have been your two running backs right there. I was doing the the, the, the the morning show on Better this morning, and this guy hit me up. He was like, yo, I got um, I got Bijan. I got – he, he had two healthy running backs, and he spent 80% of his fab bid on forward. And he's like, well, I'm going to trade him. 
And I'm mm-hmm. be like on forward. So he okay. had two two starting running backs that were healthy, right? Good running backs. I don't know. Let's say let's for example, let's say Tony Pollard and Bijan, right? Right. He had Pollard. Let's say he had Pollard and Bijan. He spent eighty percent of his fab to get forward. Now he's looking to trade forward, and I'm like, running back depth here today, going tomorrow. So don't if you don't be this don't be. Running around here trading running backs thinking you got depth at that position because that depth can quickly go away. Oh, there's no question about it. I mean, it's in my home league it happened. So I drafted Kyron Williams. I have Bijan Robinson. And who's the other back I have that I've been starting? Oh, Rashad White. And I, and I have Roshan Johnson. Someone sent me an offer because my tight ends cut. Well, it's, I have Dalton Kincaid and Pat Fryermuth. So you offer me Mark Andrews for Kyron Williams and uh, Pat Fryermuth. No, I'm not doing it. Right? I know. Kyron Williams is the top 12 running back doing right that. now. Yeah, exactly. He's playing all the snaps. The Rams offense, you know, this is a theme from this year that I've noticed. So, it's only two weeks. But a lot of the teams that we thought would suck, they don't. They it's kind of like yeah. Seattle last year. Look at Tampa Bay, right? I'm, I'm not going to lie. I was out on Mike Evans. We all were. He was going to sixth, seventh round. <laughs> Look at that dude right now. Ronis, I did an underdog fantasy draft league last week, right? Just Sunday morning, you know, I like I like I won some money in week one on the drafts, right? So I was like, let me go back and hit it. So I had my stacks together and stuff like that. The thing with underdog fantasy runners is it doesn't have no ding when you're on the clock. So I stepped away. When I came back, the auto pick had took Keenan Allen and Mike Evans, and I said, Jesus Christ, man! Oh, what am I do? What am I do with this? You know what I'm saying? That, that, that league, I won two hundred dollars on that team, son. So you know what I'm saying. You just you never expect, but like you said, Mike Evans, Keenan Allen, some of these veteran wide receivers came through. So you 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 write like you said, it, you you writing we're writing these teams off, but these players still have a ton of value. Yeah, the Rams to me are the biggest surprise. A lot of people projected them as one of the worst teams in the NFL. Defensively, they lost so much. The offensive line. They lead the NFL right now in plays run per game, 78. I uh, got to give McVay a lot of credit. I mean, it's not even Puka Nakua. I mean, Tutu Atwell is performing well. Kyrie Williams. I mean, again, these were guys that Kyrie Williams in our leagues were drafted. He was drafted very late, and he was for me. I have him in multiple leagues, and I'm not nice. so. And I was not going to start him last week when I saw the Cam Akers news, which was like I think it was Jay Glazer, like five minutes before kickoff. Right before kickoff. I'm like, yep. Ooh, okay. You know what? It is the Niners. I'm putting Kyron Williams in my lineup, and thank goodness, because I wasn't going to put him in because of a tough matchup. And, you know, Akers was still there. So that opened the door for Kyron Williams. And they have a game Monday night on the road against the Bengals. And I know Joe Burrow's not on the injury report as of right now, but we know that calf is an issue. And, man, it's it's it could fall apart very quickly for the Bengals here. And they need to win this game. And mainly because the first two losses are in the division. Right. That's what really makes it tough. And then that division is going to be tough. If if Cleveland can get some halfway decent quarterback play, they'd be a good team too. You know what I'm saying? Because their defense is excellent. You know what I mean? So um, it, it definitely doesn't look good right now um, for Cincinnati. Um, it, you mentioned a player that uh, – uh, and it, it just skipped my mind just that quickly. But um, who are some other guys as far as uh, wide receivers that could be out there for this week? There's uh, not a lot. I mean, Josh Reynolds could still be available. Actually, yeah, I picked up a, Josh Reynolds everywhere yeah, so where I, I saw him last week. What about Nelson him. Aguilar? Would you do anything with him? No. Yeah. I know I know Beckham is banged up, but, 
you know, Andrews there. I like Zay Flowers a lot. Bateman, I know, has been playing less stats, but I don't think so. I think you're chasing stats there. Okay. Yeah, I would agree with you on, on, on that right there because it's, it's not happening, uh, you know, with some of those guys. <clears throat> but I think the Ford thing is the biggest thing coming into the week. And then you look at the injury to Nick Chubb, right, Ronis, and it's like, man, it's just carnage every week, you know what I'm saying? It's definitely shaking up to be one of those years where you feel like the last man, the, the healthiest team is going to be the champions. Yeah, I mean, look, it, it happens, and we just happen to have a lot of big injuries to the running back position early on, and you just got to grind it out. Everyone is dealing with it. Yep. And, you know, you can't sit there and feel sorry for yourself, man. You just got to pick it up and move on, you know? So I did have Nick Chubb in a couple leagues, and fortunately had Ford in one of them. The other one I don't, and, you know, just keep chugging along. And there will be more injuries, and you got to put in the work. Uh, because it's not going to be easy to win a title. And some years we don't have a lot of injuries. Other years it's carnage across the board. And, you know, here we go. People will be like, oh, don't draft running backs early. But if you have Christian McCaffrey right now, you're feeling pretty good. <laughs> That's the running back you can draft early, you know, like you said. But we could be talking about Christian McCaffrey next week this time. So, you know what I'm saying? Not they already what... said that they have been giving him too many touches early on. I think this week on a short week, and they should be able to handle the Giants that you see McCaffrey's workload scaled back. So I think you see more Elijah Mitchell this week. Interesting. Okay. I mean, um, it's a short week, and yeah, they already talked about, true. like, yeah, we can't, we can't work McCaffrey like this. And, and then, they're right. I mean, yeah. early in the year, I mean, they had a more competitive game with the Rams than most people thought. I, I thought it was going to be close just because it's a divisional game, yep. and I like what I saw the Rams in week one. But, yeah, McCaffrey has 42 carries through the first two weeks. Uh Averaging 6.4 yards per carry, man. I mean, that offense is insane. That it's, was, just, it, it's, it's perfect for him. That was one. That was a. I, when, when he became available last year, it was two teams. I was like, the 49ers would be a good landing spot, and the Ravens would have been a good landing spot because of how Lamar likes to target the middle of the field. But but you you saw that this week with Lamar and, and Zay Flowers, that big play in the middle of the field, and he looked much better with Mark Andrews. Um, let me ask you about putting dudes in your starting lineup. Tyler Algier. I have him in one team, and I didn't start him this past week. Uh, I don't think I'll be starting him this week either. He's, like, right around the kind of like the RB3-4 range for me. Mm -hmm. Um, Actually, I don't know. Like, RB3. I mean, look, he had 16 carries. So, you can't say that about a lot of running backs. Nope. But he's very dependent, though, on finding the end zone. Because it's really Bijan Robinson that's the pass catching running back. So you saw basically you saw the ceiling of Algier in week one, right? Fifteen carries, seventy-five yards, two touchdowns. You saw basically the same volume in week two. No touchdowns. Sixteen carries, forty-eight yards, no touchdowns. Uh, and he didn't have any catches in week two. He had three catches for nineteen yards. I guess maybe a, maybe it should be a little bit higher on him. Maybe yeah. maybe he's in the twenty-five to thirty range for running backs, just because of the volume. But and a lot of running backs in those range though, are flop. I yep. mean, you got like the even Damian Pierce is is not getting enough work. Then you have like a uh, Isaiah Pacheco who doesn't get a lot of receptions. So Khalil Herbert, who's kind of splitting with Roshan Johnson, uh, the Ravens running backs splitting with each other. So you have a lot of running backs in that range. 
Javante Williams, who's not all the way back and has some AJP run in the mix. Brees Hall, who somehow got four carries that against the Cowboys. That was unbelievable, son. That was unbelievable. That that does a darn I could not afford, you know what I'm saying? And that was that was sad to see right there. You mentioned Rashad White. He goes in the starting lineups, no problem. For now, yeah. I mean, I know week one wasn't great. He had a, a way better game in week two. He has a tough matchup this week against Philly. Now, Philly has injuries on the defensive side. They're still stout against the run, but you saw they're susceptible against the pass. I yes, mean, Minnesota definitely. moved the ball on them a lot, and they still have injuries. So, But White's going to have to get it done in the passing game this week. He's going to have to catch four or five passes because I don't see him doing much on the ground. But, yeah, I mean, with the volume that's there, he's pretty much someone you're, you're kind of starting every week at this point. DeAndre Swift? Look, I don't know what Philly's going to do, but how do you go away from Swift? After I would what think he, did he would have to week? do that. I, 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 I mean, he had the game of his career. To, to give him four carries this week would be unbelievable. Right. But you never know, son. I know. <laughs> so, I mean, I haven't heard anything on game wall yet, so we'll have to see if he returns. But, look, if I have Swift this week, I'm probably starting him. Yeah. Uh, and if he does get the four carries, as you mentioned, you just – Throw your hands up in the air and be like, all right, well, <laughs> what am I going to do, man? Like, the coaching staff is back to their old tricks again. And I think Boston Scott was – was he in concussion protocol in that game, I think, at the end of it? Because we did see so. Rashad Penny yeah. mm-hmm. at the end, who is who is done, bro. Like, Penny's a drop. No, like, he, no, there's nothing you can do with him. He's not a football player no more. Yeah, I mean, that ankle injury, I guess, is real bad. And I don't know why they brought him in. Yeah. Uh, you feel – you comfortable with Javante Williams? Not comfortable, not yet, but I think you knew that it was going to be a little bit of a slow start for him uh, coming off the injury. So, you know, he's kind of like a low-end RB2. I only, I think I have him in one league. So, uh, yeah, you're probably just going to hope that it gets better. And what happens is if you're 0-2, then that's not great because, you know, you can't fall far behind at this point. Antonio Gibson's a bench player, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's basically Brian Robinson, man. And he's looked good. Uh, yes. Washington offenses look good. So, yeah, I think Robinson moves way up the rankings. Um, I think yeah. he's a, he's in the RB2 conversation. I mean, I think he's pretty much a guy you start every week. You feel better about him than a lot of the running backs that were drafted before him. 100%. Like a, yep. Yeah, like a Miles Sanders, even a Madison, a Najee Harris. Like, you got to feel better about Robinson right now. I took him once down the stretch. You know what I'm saying? Helped me get a win this weekend. I saw a great tweet. Um, I think it was my man, Roto Pat. Um, what's Pat's real name? Pat Doherty. Um, he tweeted that we are at the part of the year where, or the part of the experiment where Najee Harris and Jalen Warren are starting to look like Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard. Look, a lot of people were saying that before the year. And look, Najee Harris is a guy that needs volume. Just look at the last couple of years. He's never averaged more than four yards per carry in his career. Yep. I know the excuse last year he was injured. They've had a bad offensive line, but it's improved. But you see, Warren's just got more juice. I and mean, then what the thing was two years ago, that's when his – in Najee's rookie year, that's when Ben Roethlisberger's arm was shot. So that's the only person he really could get the ball to was Najee. So you saw those big catch numbers. Last year with Pickett, the catches went away, and then you could say, oh, well, it was the injury. This year, he's not – it's a better player on the, on, in the backfield than him. Warren is better than him. Uh, yeah, he's definitely more explosive right now. So that's a guy I did draft in a lot of leagues, knowing, like, okay, it could say, take some time. I mean, they keep saying 
they're not going to go away from Najee Harris, but you know there comes a point when the coaches are looking at the film, especially and, if Matt Canada on the hot seat like this. Yeah, and you need wins. What are you going to do? Oh, let's just hand it to the guy who is slow as hell. <laughs> For real. So, I didn't draft Najee Harris anywhere this year. Thank God. And, like, part of me was like, mm, maybe I should. And then I was like, I just can't do it. Not in round three or four with all those receivers going there. Um, and, obviously, it hasn't been uh, great so far. I mean, again, the Steelers' offense has looked horrendous. They have to – again, there are a few teams this week that we talked about that have looked awful the first couple weeks, and they have good matchups this week, and there's no excuse. They have to get it done. The Steelers are one of them. Um, I know it's on the road in Vegas, tough place to play, but still, this is not a good Raiders team. Uh, we talked about the Browns' great matchup for the passing game. They have to get it done. Um, and then you got, how about this Chargers-Vikings matchup? 0-2 hey, teams, totals 54. I mean, the Chargers, bro, every year. I'm glad I didn't go in on them this year saying, oh, this could be the year they make on Brandon Staley, bro, it ain't happening, man. That team is just it, every week they find new ways to lose. Like Ronis, when I, you I lose every game, when week, you week one, week one they had like no turnovers. They forced turnovers. They ran for two hundred. Like all these stats are like, oh, they won, they lost, and they did it again this past week. Like you can't be losing games like that. You shouldn't be losing to the Titans, man. But you know, Mike Vrabel coaches his team up. And Brandon Staley does have talent. Yeah, yeah. And the, the Chargers, Chargers have, have talent, man. When when you lose every game by three points, that's that's that that's the coach right there. His game management is not proper. That's what his problem is. He misuses his timeouts. He doesn't know how to uh, do situational football. And Mike Vrabel is a master of situational football. But this week, he gets a little bit better coaching matchup because I think Connolly's a better coach than Staley. But you know, you know, it, it's not. He's not going to be. Thoroughly outcoached like he was last week. Um, I'm getting into some wide receivers right quick. Nico Collins, the real deal? Yes, I've always been a big fan. Had him a lot last year. I had him a lot uh, last year, too, post-hype sleeper. Yeah, I mean, I think he battled some health issues. And C.J. Stroud's looked pretty good so far. And yeah, even with all the offensive line injuries, and they look like a team that's going to be playing from behind a lot and passing a lot. Tank Dell is another guy, too. Yep. He's available in some leagues. Uh, even Robert Woods is getting it done in PPR formats, the boring old veteran. So, yeah, I do like Nico Collins. I actually, yeah, I actually don't have him in as many leagues as I thought. Um, I got him a lot in best balls, not in reasons. Yeah, oh, I definitely, I know I have him a lot of best ball. But I did start him last week in my FFPC. Um, I actually put Judy on the bench. Um, I was a little worried about his first game back, so I wound up playing well, I, uh, full disclosure, I played Elijah Moore, but that was because I thought Amari Cooper was going to be out, and I thought Moore would be in on more two wide sets, and I figured Deshaun Watson could actually hit him. So I think Moore did still finish with more points than Judy, so it didn't crush me. Um, but, yeah, I do like Nico Collins a lot, and I think they're going to pass. And, yeah, I think our guy, Joey Brown, asked me a question this week with three receivers, and I was like, Nico. So uh, hopefully I helped him, and when he wins that big money, he can send me over some. No doubt. Shout out to JB. Shout out to Joey Brown. Uh, Michael Pittman Jr. playing well. What's the latest with um, Anthony Richardson? He going to play this week? Two He's weeks, two injuries. He's still in concussion protocol. He's still in concussion protocol. This deep so in the week, that's not a good look. Yeah, it's not. So I'm have to pick that up sucks, Russell man, because that dude Jesus. was going off, man. He, he had two rushing touchdowns in the first six the, minutes of the game. He was getting ready to have a date, and I had him on the bench for Geno. Thankfully, that weren't. Thankfully that turned out. Even if he did play well, him and Geno probably would have been back and forth. But, I, you know, I was getting to the point where I'm saying I'm not putting this kid on the bench no more. I don't think you can. I was just going to say that. I think going forward, like, I don't think you could put him on the bench with that rushing upside. And 
Uh, he's I know it's only a game and a quarter, but he's looked good so far, and that was one of the positive things. We said, hey, if this guy is going to run, he's very athletic. We've seen what those rushing quarterbacks do. We saw it with Justin Fields last year. Fields has been terrible so far. I know we discussed briefly the comments he made where he basically said, I'm going to go out this week and just play ball. I'm not going to think too much, which tells me he's going to run more because they've had no design run. This is like the same shit we From saw last, last year. year. Yep, uh-huh. Right? Yep. So I did draft him in a few leagues, and I've been starting him. I'm like, all right, I'll probably give me a horrible number. Week. I got lucky thanks to Brian Robinson, but he almost caused me to lose this past week. Look, they are huge underdogs on the road at Kansas City. 12.5-point favorites for Kansas City. I got to think he takes over and runs this week. Uh, and that's all we ask for. Like, just, just run for 60, 70 yards, maybe a rushing touchdown, and pass for one. Like, yeah. Do what you did last year in the second half. I can live with that. 100%. I agree with you on that one right there. Um, Josh Reynolds. He's on the waiver wire. He needs to be picked up. I'm just putting him in starting lineups. What's what's the latest with um with with uh with our boy, uh, Amon Ra? Amon Ra. You know, this, this, Not practicing. Yeah, the turf toe, right? Yeah, but they. I think I saw. Uh, you know, I don't. You know, you never know who's the real doctor and fake doctor. Son, I was just going to say. <laughs> I, now I see the turf toe thing from Doctor Jess, but I haven't seen an injury report that said he had turf toe. They said, I saw someone say it's similar to the Terry McLaurin one. Okay, and, and then that was McLaurin. Dr. Jess. <laughs> was okay. I think so, son. Okay. <laughs> the doctor of the year. <laughs> Shout out to Dr. Jess. We, we tease, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, we love doctors. Well, I don't. I don't like going to doctors at all. I try to avoid them at all costs, but, I, you know, yeah. that's just my personal belief. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're saying he's day-to-day right now, so he didn't practice today. Um, or he's not going to practice on Wednesday as we're recording this, but we never worry about that. So they said he was dealing with cramps and then also the toe thing. So, um, yeah, I think they talked about, you know, steel toe or whatever. I mean, look, I hope he can play, man. I do have him in multiple leagues, and that would suck if he's out. But either way, uh, Reynolds has been very productive, and we, we kind of looked and before the end and said, okay, who's going to be the second receiver on this team? We knew it's not going to be old-ass Marvin Jones, right? So... Uh, Reynolds has been the guy, and he's been dependable. Uh, two touchdowns this past week, four for 80 in week one. So, absolutely. I did add him in a couple leagues last week. Uh, he is on the waiver wire in a couple leagues, though. I actually saw him on the yep. waiver wire in one of my FFWC leagues, which I was surprised. So, I did put a bid on him, uh, but I noticed almost everyone hasn't spent yet. So, I feel like someone's going to go, someone who's in real need might go like over 200. And I didn't, I don't see the need to do it where I am. That, yeah. That's what I, Fab is, I always say this because people ask questions and like every situation is different. different. Every league yep. is different. This is really not about picking players. This is about building a team. And if you need the player, like everybody would have a need for Jerome Ford because of running back. Oh, then. any running back. Yeah. I don't care. I don't care how good your roster is. Like you said, we, you brought up the scenario earlier where someone spent 80% and looking to trade. Yeah, if you're in a league with trading, I'm telling you right now, there are teams out there. You, I always say this. Go to the roster grid and just look. There's got to be at least three to four teams that are just hammered at running back right now. They will trade, and they will overpay, especially if they're 0-2. Ronis, let me tell you what I did. Man, I, I, wished, I wish I was like the commissioner of this league because these dudes put a little bit of money in this league, but they don't really know, you know what I'm saying, like, how to situate the rosters and stuff like that. So I'm like, this makes it a little bit tougher to kind of really take advantage of, of the competition, right? 
because the way the league is set up with this, with this, no, you know, just all this foolish rules and stuff like that. But I went literally this week. I was, you know, I was trying to trade. I was going to keep going up. I was going to keep climbing that ladder. I was trying to trade George Pickens for the number one waiver priority. Oh, because they do the waiver wire. But the thing, did they do Ford, waiver wire? Was available they do waiver wire priority, and Ford was available. I, I, I had, can't stand I, that. Something that's ridiculous. I had the six waiver options, so I'm trying to move up to one. You know what I'm saying? What, and to it, get Ford? Yeah, to get Ford, but nobody would, you know, but it didn't It didn't even have the option to trade for the waiver priority. You know what I'm saying? Oh, man. And I'm like, if he would, I would, Ronis, I probably would have offered Garrett Wilson. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I was like, if he said no to Pickens, I might offer Garrett Wilson, but we couldn't do it anyway. So, that stinks right there. Uh, another wide receiver well, I want. Well, real quick, speaking of Garrett Wilson, like, that was one big play against that's Dallas. That's it. I know it counts. That's what we're banking on every week, though, now. We're no, it was the Cowboys defense, defense. But you are getting New England's defense this week. Is that, to- is that total at 30 yet? Uh, the last <laughs> I saw it was 37. I mean, that is going to be – if there's any game to bet no touchdowns, it's New England Jets, although it could be a defensive touchdown. It's 37 points yeah. is the total right now. That and We saw it last year. Remember when they played? It was ugly both games, and now you're having Zach Wilson going against Bill Belichick, and then Mac Jones against mm. this defense. Yeah. Now I know, you know, I saw some people like, "Oh, this Jets defense so rated." Dallas ran like seventy something plays, man. Yeah. After a while, it just got to be too much to handle. You know what I'm right. saying? So. And I don't see that. I don't see New England dominating offensive possessions like that against the Jets defense this week on no. the road. No, not not at all. So I I would agree with you on that, but um, that that that's just a shaky matchup. But yeah. Listen, it is it, it, Wilson can have that play every game, every week to save you, or every week he can be like, okay, it ain't it ain't happening. It's just tough. You got to continue to put him in your lineup and, and, and hope for the best. Oh, uh, there's another wide receiver, Marvin Mims. Oh, I like him a lot. Now I drafted him in some deeper formats. Obviously, a lot of best ball. Now the only problem is he ran five routes. I mean, come on. And he obviously had the long touchdown of 60 yards. So to me, Mims is a guy that you're just going to have to stash on the bench if you have room. Now, if you have six bench spots, you're probably not going to be able to do it. This is more for deeper formats because you got to remember some of these rookie receivers, not all of them pop immediately mm-hmm. like uh, Puka Nakua, who wasn't supposed to. But anyway, or uh, Zay Flowers, where they're getting him touches, they're getting him involved even on some end arounds. You get look at last year, Christian Watson, right? I know he was banged up early in the year, but it took him a while, and then he had a, a nice four or five week stretch where he really helped your teams. So it might take Mims some time because he's still behind some receivers, which I don't understand. Because clearly Sean Payton likes him. He traded up to get him when it looked like they had enough receivers. Because remember, they had KJ Hamler yep. and Patrick, and then Patrick season end the injury, Hamler the heart issue. So they had it didn't seem like receiver was a huge need for them, and Payton said went traded up to get him. So that clearly shows me. That Peyton is a big fan of him. Yeah, I would agree with that um, as well. You know what I'm saying? So, going to be an interesting week. You know what I mean? Wish everybody the best of luck on the waiver wire and stuff like that. And looking at tight ends right quick before we get up out of here, Ronis. Hunter Henry is getting a big target share. He leads tight end. Well, he's second in tight end targets. Tied with Evan Ingram and Darren Waller. And then you got Laporta and, 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 and Hayden Hurst. But I tell you what, Ronis, not not tied. You know who leads tight ends and targets? And he's on waiver wire. Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz, baby. And I'm... Fine, yo, Ronis. I'm playing. I found. I'm playing Zach Ertz in some flex spots. That's how big. That's how bad my injury situation is this year. <laughs> hey, look, it's PPR formats. He's getting it done. He's averaging like two yards a catch. But hey, it doesn't matter if you're getting targeted, and they should be playing from behind this week. 
against the Cowboys, who I'm sure will be a popular survivor pick this week. You know, picking on Arizona. <laughs> um, I mean, look, uh, the Cowboys defense has been amazing so far, and um, but the big test comes for. I, I want to see if you feel the same way as me as a Cowboy fan. I can't get excited about this team till no. the playoffs until they actually get to the NFC Championship. Like, Rose, I'm, I'm tired they, of this shit. It's the I'm same not, story every make, year. They can be 17-0, and 0, and I'd be sitting here with a straight face. When will we play the division round game? Right. I mean. Take yeah, me there. It, until they win that game, I don't, give, I don't care about nothing until they win that game. And in uh, week five, Sunday night at San Fran. Yeah. Go out there and be dominant. Now, I got to say, I thought the defense was phenomenal in that playoff game last year. The 49ers did not score a touchdown till the fourth quarter. Dak Prescott lost that game. He threw two interceptions, and Pollard got hurt. So they can hang with the 49ers, but they, they got to show They can definitely hang so. with the 49ers, son. So. Yeah, and yeah. the Eagles. Yep, 100%. Now, but it, it, it's going to be the knock on Dallas because the detractors who are saying, oh, the, yeah, same old Cowboys, they're right. Until they do it in the postseason, it's hard to – Get too excited about yep. this team. You want to put them one in your power rankings now or two? Go ahead. Sure, go right they ahead. Mean nothing to me. Nothing. Absolutely nothing at all. I agree with you 100% on that. Ernest, I got uh, with it's, I got a situation this week where it looks like um, – who's it looks like is going to be out? Quarterback. We were just talking about. Um, Anthony Richardson? Look like Anthony or Richardson. Or Joe Burrow. Looks like Anthony Richardson and Joe Burrow are going to be out this week possibly. I don't know, but about Bur- – now, so Burrow, they said, is not on the injury report – which is weird. Possibly roll that guy back out there this week. The way he looked the other day. I know, and he was lumping at the end of the game. So I'm, I'm, I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, look, if you have Burrow, I'd say make sure you have a backup plan. That game is Monday night, <laughs> and um, I maybe Matthew Stafford's available because he's on the other side, and the Bengals defense hasn't been good. I, do you Baker Mayfield against the Eagles? I know it sounds scary, but they are susceptible against the pass, but. You better have a backup plan. So if you're I'm looking wait at. Tomorrow. I was looking at Baker Mayfield, right? I don't. I, I was looking at Matthew Stafford, and then I was like, I got a mighty Russell Wilson, and I'm like, man, I don't want to play Russell Wilson. And then I look, Russell Wilson is QB five. Yeah, I mean, the last he was in a shootout game. Yeah. Was, yeah, yeah, it was a hail mary, but you know what? He's running too a little. He bit. is. He, he is running. He is running more this and, year. And you got to figure, right, that Miami's going to put up points on that defense, so they might have to sling it to uh, hang out, hang in with them. So, yeah, I mean, I think if if he's an option, you pick him up and then kind of wait it out as the week goes on. But, yeah, if you have Joe Burrow, you better have another quarterback on your roster in case he doesn't go. We'll obviously get more information as the week goes along, but my initial inclination is he's not going to play. Yep. But are they going to push it and be like, oh, we're 0-2, we need him out there? I don't know. A lot's going to depend on, I guess, how he feels Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Maybe he comes into practice and was like, ah, oh, it's just a cramp. It's fine. Who knows, man? So, either way, the game's Monday night, and you're going to wait it out. I mean, this past week, I couldn't believe Amari Cooper played. Yeah, I was I don't have him that. anywhere, but I was like, oh, he's out. He's not going to play. Saturday injury report. He had the surgery in the offseason. I was like, yeah, he's out. And <laughs> he played. Such I was a, like, he is such a pro. You know he what is, I'm saying? Man. He is he really such a is. pro, yo. He, 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 he I wish he was still a cowboy. Fantasy. He does, but he's a pro, yo. He's playing with that trash quarterback right now in Watson in Cleveland. Remember they said he couldn't play in the cold. They said he couldn't play on grass. They said he'd take plays off. He looked like he's getting it done to me, Ronas. 
Yeah, no, he was impressive on Monday night. And, you know, again, stunned that he was out there. And I'm sure people made decisions to bench him on Sunday in place of other players. I can't blame you because it sounded like he was going to be out. And then Monday afternoon, oh, yeah, it's uh, like he's going to play tonight. I'm like, uh, okay. So, uh, and I lost my Elijah Moore receiving yards prop because of it. But, you know, I don't even say it's because of it. The targets were there. Yeah. He was, he was four yards short. Oh, boy. Mm-mm-mm. This could be a week where I may have to pick up two quarterbacks on the waiver wire. <laughs> oh, that's the worst. What man. a what a disaster! But this is where we are, and it's only week uh, number number uh, two. But hopefully, you're doing a better job. You know what I'm saying? Want to thank everybody for rocking and rolling with us. Thanks everybody for your kind comments. Shout out to each and every last single one of you for hopping in the inbox, talking about you know glad to see me and Ronis doing this. So we appreciate it and glad to bring it to you. For my main man, Adam Ronis, Corey Parson, the fantasy executive. Fantasy foes, we are out.